1: Hey hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well, my name is Mark and today we're checking out some relationships, maybe cross with them, am I the asshole as well. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And Let's crack on with today's first story. This story is from Throwaway Crumbling, titled, I, 33 female, found out my husband, 35 male, had sex with my sister, 30 female, during our separation two years ago my husband and i were having issues he really doesn't have a lot of friends so when we got together my friends became his friends i would go out with co-workers after work and he would get upset that i got home late one particular guy chris he didn't want me hanging around now chris was just a really sweet guy and we got along very well we went out to lunch together we'd hit the bar after work he was just a great guy to work with my husband dave just didn't like him and told me that he didn't want me around him i told him he was being silly and controlling things exploded when chris had an extra ticket to a baseball game for my favorite team and invited me to go i said yes but knowing dave would be angry i told him i had to work that day we went to the game and had a great time yes i know i'm wrong for lying to him and i regret that i did that When i got home dave asked me how work was i told him it was fine he got quiet and asked me where i had been i responded that i was at work he told me that he was going to ask me one more time where i was and i would better be honest i told him i wasn't going to play games he pulled up my location history on a google timeline showing the baseball stadium and told me to be honest with him as i expected it was a big thing I was so angry that he stalked me. It was such a violation of my privacy. He didn't see it as controlling. He accused me of having an affair and told me he wanted me to promise not to see Chris again. I told him he was being ridiculous and told him that I wasn't going to do that. He slept on the couch that night and in the morning I told him I wanted a separation. I told him I felt smothered and that I needed him to trust me and that we both needed space i moved out and stayed with my sister 28 female i hate to admit it but i felt relieved i felt like there was no trust with him no give and no chance to grow when chris found out what happened he felt horrible but i told him it wasn't his fault i did date chris for a few months but we really didn't have the long-term compatibility that i was seeking it was nice to date again and i feel very open to new experiences he just wasn't looking for marriage and kids which is what i want last year when the pandemic hit my grandfather got covid i was a wreck and wound up calling dave who was always very close to him dave rushed to be there for me and my family and he was the guy i married again after being apart nine months we decided to give things another try i moved back in we discussed boundaries i asked if he was with anyone when we were apart he said he had one partner This surprised me as he was never much of a dater, but I'd been with one person as well, which I admitted and we both moved forward. Things actually had been great up until this weekend. The sister who I stayed with called me up and informed me that my husband had sex with my other sister while we were separated. I have a strained relationship with this sister, but I never thought she'd cross that line. I confronted my husband who admitted she was the one person he was with. I just broke down crying, told him he was a terrible human being and I didn't even want to look at him. He told me to tell him that the person I was with wasn't Chris and he would agree that he was a terrible person. I didn't respond and he just nodded and smugly said, that's what I thought. He's trying to make me feel bad because of what happened between me and Chris, but there was nothing between me and Chris and there never would have been until he blew up and made all these accusations. He said, you were going to do what you did with Chris no matter what and say it was my fault, whether I said something or not. Regardless, he thinks the two things are equal. He keeps saying, you created a no-win situation that I have to live with for the rest of my life, so I return the favor. I can't be rational about this. Every time I bring it up, I'm shaking with rage at both of them and end up raising my voice and screaming at him he hasn't been with my sister in over a year when we've honestly had a great year together but i don't even know how to move forward with this one minute i want to forgive him and move forward and the next i never want to see him again he refuses to accept that what he did was wrong and says that we were separated and both lived our lives what do i even do here i don't think i want a divorce but i can't stand to look at him right now and we do have an update to this post, and I'll give you an over, a quick overview of the comments before we move into them. And they're, you know, just saying that OP clearly had an emotional affair before they separated, and they're not as innocent as they think in this situation. So we start off with Griff Scaven who starts off straight away saying, "I see no innocence from anyone in this situation." And all the times you went out with coworkers, did Dave ever have a problem with anyone other than Chris? Doesn't sound like it to me. You lied to Dave and did exactly what you fucking wanted to. Then you dated Chris right after being separated. Him sleeping with your sister was a shit thing to do, but you were separated. I know this still doesn't excuse that in my book, but it was a fact. Super Slinky 4 says honestly you breached a major boundary in your marriage. Blame shifted onto your husband for finding out and then dated the man you betrayed your husband for. Having intimate relations with your sister is distasteful, yes, but I wouldn't exactly say your husband's behavior pushed you both into separation. If I was a betting man, I'd say your wanting to be with this Chris guy is what made you separate. Your inability to be faithful and then not take responsibility for your actions made your husband make a revenge play. No, I do not condone revenge affairs. They are a terrible way to handle a sensitive situation like this in my opinion, but you are the one who drove a wedge in between you and your husband also stop blame shifting you aren't fooling anyone and we have one more comment from no carpenter 8359 who says have you admitted that what you did was wrong to all outward appearances you were in an emotional affair with chris before the separation then you dated chris during the separation you say nothing happened when you got caught in a lie and you're upset that he checked where you were going as you were having at minimum an emotional affair with chris So you reached out to your husband in a moment of need and he stepped up, even though you two were separated. A separation you wanted. Also after you realized that Chris wasn't going to work out, relegating your husband to being your second choice. So while you're in a separation you wanted, he was with your sister. Bad form on his part because he should have avoided you and your family completely. However, at that point, you were looking at divorce so he would not have any expectation of being with you again after all you had chris how about you take a look at yourself you are far from innocent in any of this most people would have serious doubt that you were not having bedroom fun with chris you were certainly having an emotional affair so if you want to stay married with your husband put the sister behind you and also do not have emotional affairs with other men you were cheating and lying your husband shouldn't be going out with other women and neither should you be going out with other men this controlling argument is just an excuse to justify cheating you don't want your so to find out so they are controlling if they check up on you and find out you are a liar good luck stay safe and i hope you can work this out so now let's move on to the update to find out what happened next so update i've wanted to update for a couple of months now but this is the first i felt strong enough to write about this First, let me get something out of the way. Everyone who doesn't have bipolar disorder, please take one huge step forward. Oops, not so fast, me. A few months ago, I started seeing a psychologist to cope with the state of my marriage. She recognized some things, referred me to a specialist and I was finally diagnosed as bipolar. It was not a happy moment for me. I felt like my life was over and I think I cried for three days straight. Dave was incredible through it. He sat with me, took time away from work, and did so much to make sure I was okay. I began seeing a psychiatrist who helped me tremendously by getting me onto a medication regimen that has changed my life. Dave and I are in counseling, and I feel like we're in a great place. It's not perfect, but we're healing. I think that my bipolar has been a huge obstacle. I'm absolutely mortified and ashamed of my behavior. I look at it now, and it feels like I'm watching a different person. I hate that I acted that way and nearly ruined my marriage. I'm working to recognize when I'm behaving irrationally and try to control in my impulses and actions. As for my sister, we've actually reconnected. That was a hard one. I really began to see that as angry as I was with her. The biggest reason our relationship was crap was me. I was overly competitive. I put down every choice she ever made and I really made her feel like she wasn't good enough. I told her I wanted to talk. We both got a lot of anger out. There was a lot of crying on both sides and in the end, we agreed that we both still love each other and need to work to rebuild our relationship. We had our first Thanksgiving together in years last month and I felt so good to have her there and see her smile at me again. I reread my first post at least once a month. At first, it made me angry because of course I was right to do what I did. How dare they judge me? Now I see how outside of myself I was i hate that person i don't want to be her anymore it's weird to see comments and pms calling you every nasty name in the book telling you that you are terrible and agreeing with them i use it to remind myself that i have to be better than that dave deserves better and i deserve better from myself thank you for your honesty and then below that post there was one more relevant comment which op put and they said if i was to rewrite it just that part i don't think i'd be very kind to myself my husband cried and told me that he was sorry he searched my location but he thought our marriage was broken and needed to be fixed i told him the only thing wrong was his controlling behavior and i wanted to separate to clear my head about us i immediately called up chris told him that dave and i were getting a divorce and that he accused me of having an affair with him Chris apologized, but I put all the blame on Dave and assured Chris that we were totally innocent in this. Truthfully, I was enjoying it. I got to have what I wanted with Chris and blamed Dave for driving me into his arms. He even cried. It was pathetic. Yeah, I don't like that bitch. I want to slap her. I don't know why Dave still loves me. It's more than I deserve. And I'm really not sure how I'd feel coming out of that post. It's just so much going on you know and so i was reading through the comments trying to think to see what they make what they make of it and there was one comment which just said you know this is an active bomb waiting to explode and i kind of felt the same way maybe it's wrong of me to think that way but it's just the kind of it's just the feelings that i got at the moment you know there's just so much going on the emotional affair and opie pretty much blaming dave for you know driving driving her into chris's arms Dave then sleeping with sister. You know, There's a there's got to be a lot of feelings that all everyone's holding on to unless they, they are really getting through it in therapy. But holy moly. I'm not saying, you know, pe- people can't move past this stuff because people clearly do move past these sort of things as well. But it's a lot, isn't it? Holy. What do you guys think of this one? I'd love to know your thoughts on this story. Let me know in the comments below. And we'll move on to another story. Story. This story is a bit of a different one and it's from a throwaway account titled My 30 Female Friend, 32 Male, Always Wants to Cook for Everyone, but his cooking is really bad. And of course, we'll follow with an update. About six months ago, I moved across the country to a new state where I have a lot of friends and family. I posted about my move on Facebook and Michael. A facebook friend an acquaintance i had met once or twice through other friends reached out to tell me he happened to be moving to the same city and asked if i wanted to get together sometime i agreed and and after we both moved and settled we met up we became friendly and started hanging out semi-regularly i have a lot of friends and family in this state as i mentioned work also keeps me very busy so i don't have a ton of free time michael moved here because he recently got a divorce He has an old friend, 30s male, who owns a house here who agreed to rent him a room. They also have a third roommate, 30s male. Michael does not have a job, so he has a lot of free time and he is usually the one to initiate hangouts. So, Michael loves to cook. The very first time we got together, he came to my place and cooked dinner. The meal was okay, although it was dairy-based and I really don't eat dairy at all. So, I felt pretty sick afterwards. I was also pretty specific about certain ingredient that I don't really like, but he was insistent that he needed to use it for the dish. Whatever, no biggie. However, as time went on, every time Michael would invite me to hang out, he wanted to cook. Either he wanted to come to my place and cook, or he wanted me to come over and he would cook for me and the roommates and their significant others. Each time I ate Michael's cooking, I began to think more and more that I really could not stand it. The first time he cooked for me and his roommates, I noticed that everyone at the table was silent when eating and no one else commented on the food until he would eagerly ask, how is it? And get some sort of lackluster praise. He did this at least three times during the meal. Probably the worst time no one could finish their plate and everyone made excuses for why they were just so full. They couldn't finish the meal. After that incident, whenever Michael would invite me to hang out, I would try suggesting other activities. We live in a place that is full of fun, socially distanced outdoor activities so I would frequently suggest those things. He would always decline and try to convince me to come to his place so that he could cook for us. He has told me that the thing that brings him the greatest joy is cooking for other people. Due to this, I kind of started to distance myself and just politely decline his invitations. Last night I got a message from Michael that he had a huge falling out with his roommate and he was very upset. I texted him for a while trying to calm him down and give him some advice about how to handle the situation. He was so upset that eventually, I asked if he wanted to come over for a beer so that he could get out of the house and clear his head. He asked if I had already eaten and I said that I had. It was almost eight by that point and he asked if he could come over tomorrow, today instead. I said sure. He replied with, great, I'll stop by the store and cook us this dish for us. I told him actually I am on a diet and I couldn't eat that but he was welcome to come over for drinks and some video games he just kept pushing asking about my diet and what i could eat and finally suggested something that i would have no reason to say no this morning when i woke up i was so dreading his meal that i texted him that i forgot i had made plans this evening i told him i'd be home around eight too late for dinner and he was still welcome to come over then or we could try for another night i don't really know what to do about this guy I feel bad because he hardly knows anyone here and now it looks like he's on bad terms with his roommates and I know he probably really needs a friend right now. But he's so insistent on feeding me every single time we get together. I think if I tell him that I can't stand his cooking, it will honestly be more hurtful than just fading out of his life. There's a couple of points I wanted to bring up on this one and I wasn't sure where. Firstly, how someone's probably gonna say yeah it's easy to do but i'm thinking how can your cooking be that bad everyone has like a straight face at the table and they they can't even like eat it all what are you doing to your food that's that bad i mean simple dishes like sausage and mash or burgers and chips or something like that i'm not saying he's cooking that but you know i would happily eat it's not something that i would choose but you know if someone made it for me i would happily eat it and i wouldn't complain about it so it just begs the question what is this person doing to their food that's making it so unpalatable then the question came up about why he's having an argument with his roommates now what's going on there and then there's the whole pressuring you to eat his food you know you said you don't want it that night so he cancels that night and then goes to the next night just so he can cook for you that seems like a strange behavior to me But Beautiful Bacon Bits says, ah, bacon bits, I would be straight up with my friend regarding something they created, whether it was a plan for a deck they're considering or they're cooking. Milk says, even without the awful food, I'd really have my back up about someone that was so insistent on feeding me all the time. It's weird and kind of overstepping, especially when you've tried to say no. Fat Levi says, dude, just tell him the truth. It's the end of the friendship because of his bruised ego, so be it. You're supposed to enjoy the time with your friends. Life is too short to be suffering through his meals. OP Jimmy says, why don't you pay to go to cooking class slash classes with him? Might be a chance for him to find like-minded people and relieving the pressure on yourself to be his sole support network. He'd get better at cooking as well as socializing then he can hear from a pro what he's doing wrong instead of being offended if you were to say it's not good but ultimately he appreciate the thoughtful gift and will possibly see it as a good thing that being said it may be difficult due to covid and i don't know what the rules are regarding covid in your country it's what i do in your situation abu says you're in too deep you really just have to tell him He'd been thinking everyone loves his cooking all this time, so there's no way it won't upset him. But if he's a grown man, he should hear the criticism. If he can't handle it, then you have a much bigger problem on your hand than his cooking. He will use you like an anchor and drag you down because he can't handle his own problems. And that's a chronic issue. So we got two updates on this we got an update and then a final update. So the first update says, so my post didn't get a ton of attention, but I still felt like it deserved an update. After posting and thinking about things, I realized that it wasn't just about the cooking. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but I really didn't care to be friends with Michael anymore. He never wanted to do anything I suggested, and that really bothered me. I felt like our entire friendship was just about me making time to do what he enjoyed, cooking for us, even though I got nothing out of it at all. After that, I started to distance myself from Michael. I'd put hours between answering his texts and politely decline any invites. I was also in an accident a few weeks ago and I'm now on a medication that makes me very tired so I have limited time free. Then one night around midnight, I got a text from Michael saying that he was worried about me. When I asked why, he replied with, you used to be my best friend, but now you just ignore me. There were a bunch of typos so I could tell he had been drinking. I told him I had been busy and also pointed out that I actually invited him to do a lot of things with me, but he always turned down my invites. He acknowledged that was true, apologized and said that in the future, if I asked him to do things I enjoy, he'd be sure to accept. Three days later, he messaged me again, asking when I was free to hang out. I replied with, what do you have in mind? I wanted to hear what he wanted to do before committing to hanging out. He kept pushing, just saying he'd like to see me and he'd be available anytime I was free. I finally gave him a time frame to which he replied, he'd love to come over and cook for us. That was just the final straw. So I sent him the following message. Hey, so to be honest, you're a nice person, but I'm not interested in hanging out tonight or at all. The time that we have spent together has made me realize that we don't actually have much in common. And when you weren't into any of the stuff I enjoy doing, I lost interest in the friendship. Combined with the fact that I still have so much pain from my accident, it just seems like too much effort. No hard feelings. I really do wish you the best. I blocked him after that. Maybe I'm a jerk for the way I handled the situation, but life feels too short to waste so much time doing what other people want. I never advocate for myself and always end up in these types of draining one-sided friendships. So I feel proud of what I said and relieved to be moving past the situation. Edit. There are a lot of people defending Michael and calling me a horrible person. In my last post, I mentioned that he had a falling out with his roommates. They actually asked him to move out because he was being so disrespectful and aloof. I didn't include it in my last post because I didn't want to be unfairly harsh. Now that I see the way that I described Michael made people sympathize with him, and that's honestly given me more food for thought than anything. I couldn't even describe how awful he was to a bunch of internet strangers without feeling bad. A lot of people are also making blind assumptions about him, and every single one is so far from reality. I guess we should all take Reddit posts with a grain of salt. Ah, he went straight back to the cook and, you know, he had the opportunity to offer to do something that she liked and he didn't go down that road. And I've got to say, even with the the, the first post and we went on to this update and I know it's not true. It's just, you know, I read too much Reddit. (laughs) All that keeps coming into my mind is that slug story. You know the one I'm talking about, but let's move on to that final update to find out what happened next I got a lot of hate on my last post here and at first I couldn't really understand why. One person who continued to comment angrily was a user, so I ended up messaging him privately to ask why he thought I was such a villain. It turned out to be a really productive conversation. I gave him some more details about the situation and really ended up realizing that the issue was deeper than I made it out to be. I'd left some details out of my original post, thinking that they were not necessarily relevant only to realize that they were the true root of the problem thanks to that user for letting me get the stuff off my chest and encouraging me to make another post so i will provide those details and surprisingly even to me no events have occurred and i will share those as well when michael and i first moved to the state we live in we were both romantically interested in one another We had been online friends for a while, having only met briefly in real life and I think we expected more to develop between us when we moved to the same city. I did not mention this at all in my post because after spending some time together, I realized that I didn't feel that way towards him anymore. I told him that up front and we agreed to continue to be friends. Initially, one of the biggest reasons that we connected was over our shared love of outdoor activities so for everyone guessing that michael wasn't able to or disinterested in the hikes and trips i planned that just wasn't true he's very physically fit and early on expressed a huge interest in these activities however when we wanted to hang out he always wanted to hang out at one of our houses and almost always this led to us being in situations where ed went to lay on the couch and gradually leading to trying to cuddle with me so while i disliked his cooking I guess that really I just felt he was never respectful of the boundary that I set when I told him I only wanted to be friends. I was channeling my anger into his mediocre food. I tried hard to maintain a friendship by inviting him to do things he already told me that he loved. But he never wanted to and this led me to feel like he was disingenuous which ultimately ended with me telling him off and blocking him. Many people read what I did and saw it as cruel but I felt like this person did not respect me and I didn't feel like what I did was wrong. However, there's more. The day after I made the post, I came home from work and found a stuffed animal on my doorstep with an apology note. It just said, sorry for being a bad friend. I decided that maybe I had been overly harsh. So I unblocked Michael and I thanked him for the stuffed animal. Then I apologized for blocking him and told him basically what I said here that I felt like he didn't respect my boundaries and he didn't really value my friendship because he never wanted to do anything that I suggested. I expected him to be defensive, but he actually apologized profusely. He told me that the situation with his roommates had been deteriorating for the last two months and he was physically and mentally exhausted, which is why he never wanted to do anything. Every time he declined my invites, he could feel that we were drifting apart as friends, but he was focusing on trying to manage the issues at home. One thing he apologized for was being unable to communicate to me what was going on at home. He also recognized that he had pushed my boundaries and tried to move things in a direction that was not platonic and he apologized for that as well. In fact, he sent me a very long, seemingly heartfelt message that I really found touching. He told me that the day I sent him that message and blocked him, he realized that between pushing away his one friend here and having such major problems with his roommates, he just did not want to stay in this city. The day he left the plush on my doorstep, he also packed a U-Haul and moved back to his parents' house. So in the last two days, we've both apologized a lot and sort of resumed our superficial, meme-sharing, internet-long-distance friends relationship that we had for a year prior to both moving to the same state. He said he hopes that one day he's in a better place, we can meet up again, and I can know him as the person he really is. Not an exciting, but I guess happier ending than I expected thanks to everyone who chimed in. Even the criticisms really helped me unpack the issue that I was having. Also, a lot of people really wanted me to tell him his cooking was bad, but I decided not to. It just felt like kicking him while he was down and ultimately, the cooking was irritating me mostly because of the events surrounding it. Maybe if we hang out again in person someday, we can laugh about it, but for now, I communicated what was really upsetting me and he had the opportunity to explain his behavior and apologize. So I think it was constructive as it could be. And I still come back to the insistence on, you know, Michael cooking for OP and the way that it's pushing it, you know, cancel it one day for the next day. It it still makes me feel very, very uncomfortable about that. And it sounds really overbearing and, you know, quite exhausting in some ways to deal with someone like that. Maybe that's wrong of me, but you know, it sounds like a happier ending for these guys at the moment. And, you know, I hope it does stay that way. For the future but what do you guys make of this one let me know your thoughts in the comments below maybe you've got someone who you found overbearing an overbearing friend maybe how would you deal with this situation once again guys thank you for joining me today and getting involved in today's stories your love time and support always does mean the world to me and i just want you to know that thank you so much and i will see you in the next one take care guys much love.
0: Lace, eat some, eat some breakfast. breakfast, milk and eggs. eggs. Brush my, Brush my teeth, up. teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Yum, yum, yum. Let's go, see the sun shining from the window. Hold up.
1: I know that's a devil.